following program is your wake-up call. Listener discretion advised. <laughs> Welcome to the Progressive Union. I am your host, Dorian DeLeonardo, broadcasting to you from New York City. We report the news the corporate media ignores. Joining me for this hour, as always, is my husband and co-host, Tony DeLeonardo. Sitting here waiting for my beautiful aging body to be ravaged by a killer virus. Oh my God. Um, he's my quarantine pal too, not just my husband and co-host. I don't know how many weeks it is. I don't even know. Who knows? Every day is the same. Every day is Groundhog Day. Like, the member, uh, didn't the, the Cuomo say that? The governor? It's always the same day. Like, you, we, we're walking today, and Tony says to me, what day is it? And I knew it was Thursday. You know why? Because I had to do something for my job today at home. And that's why I knew what day it was, because it was on my calendar. But if there isn't anything special going on, who the hell knows? It could Saturday is just like Monday. It's all the same. Anyway, I hope everybody that is listening to us is well and healthy. Um if there's anybody left. Oh, stop. Uh, this is just really unbelievable. I mean, actually, it t- took us a while. It really was me mostly to get myself together to do another show because I did not have... Normally, I have like a um, story inspiration, like a thread. You know, Tony comes up with stories. I come up with stories. And the, every show has sort of a theme to it. Um, and it usually evolves. And I, I had no... I, I didn't have it. It was like... I don't want to say writer's block. I just could not bring myself and motivate myself. And I'm sure a lot of you understand that. Being cooped up in this situation, it's it's sometimes so hard to get yourself to do things that you normally would do fairly easily. Um, and it's not even like I sit around and do nothing. I mean, I do do things. I take care of things. But it takes all the effort in the world to do it. So I, I didn't feel inspired and I didn't want to drone on and on about the same things as corporate media is talking about for sure because that's not what we do. And I didn't really want to talk about Washington. We definitely don't want to talk about Trump. No need to waste time on that. So little by little, um, it came together. So we started to think, how did this start? Why did this virus start? Um, we were concerned about it for quite a while. And anybody that's listened to the past few shows, you know, we were concerned about it for, I would say since February, early February, because we had a friend who sent us a clip that was from C-SPAN and it was some testimony that was given, um, to Congress, uh, in hearings and Tom Cotton representative, who is also a doctor, uh, was speaking and he was very concerned about this, uh, uh, bio lab in Wuhan. And he was very concerned about the virus. Um, and after we saw that video, we were worried. No one around us was worried. We asked everybody. We had friends that were traveling. We thought maybe they shouldn't go on their cruise. They went anyway. Thank God they're fine. Um, one of our doctors, a homeopathic doctor, she wasn't concerned. I remember texting her and saying, what do you think about this virus? Is it something that we should be worried about? Oh, you know, we have these viruses. They come, they go. Don't worry about it. My gut told me this was going to be a bad And I was just like, I don't know. Um, it's I, moving too fast. It's cropping up in too many places. Well, we also, I also went to, I have another job where I work uh, for the city part-time. 
And when I saw one of my colleagues, um, we were talking about it because that's when we saw that the people in China were locked down, like nailed into their homes, literally. And we watched some of those videos together on our break and we looked at each other and I said, we're not having a primary. We're not having an election. Like, how can we do this? Like, this doesn't, this looks like it's going to be a problem. And uh, then it just, you know, as you, everybody knows, it was like a domino effect. And it's weird because I even ordered a, ma a couple of masks on Amazon, I would say the end of February. And they didn't even tell us to wear masks until recently. And Tony and I were running around doing errands, right? I would say- I looked like Jesse James walking around. It was like the masks I got, they didn't actually, Tony didn't, they weren't comfortable for him. So I ended up wearing this N95 mask, okay? And everybody was looking at me like I was nuts and I had gloves on and and people just looked at us like we were crazy. And I just said in my gut, I don't really care what they think. I'm just going to do what I think I should do because Tony and I always look back at 9-11 and they did say the air was fine. And there are a lot of dead people that tell us, you know, that evidence tells us that they lied to us. Uh, Chrissy Todd Whitman lied. Bush administration lied. So who cares? We ran around with masks and coverings on our faces, uh, you know, long before uh, we were sitting and stuck in our homes. Anyway, because we're always kind of, I don't want to say skeptical, but we're always... With that, we're a pair of doubting Thomas. Well, we're curious. I would call us more curious than anything. That's, that's what I'm going to call us, curious. Um, interested, I don't know, questioning. So we started to say to ourselves, like, where did this come from? And we and I always felt it was sounded strange that it came from this wet market and from bats. I just always thought that was strange. It just didn't sound right. So it turns out it's not so that our feelings about it, our instinct of that is not totally off base. Now, bear with us because the mainstream media is never going to tell you that, even though there are reports from the Washington Post that they were concerned about the Wuhan um, bio uh, lab. Uh, they were inspected. Uh, and there's many people all over the world that believe that it was created in a lab from bats, but created in the lab, okay, to make it the super virus that it is. But no matter anywhere you go to find out this information and you go to find out actual documents that state this, you will find a disclaimer at the top that will tell you either to go to the Washington, uh, the the uh, White House website for information on COVID-19. Oh, yeah, I'm going to run right there. Or it'll tell you that this is uns unsubstantiated claims. Okay, so let's start from the beginning, okay? And I, I really want you to be you know, listen and be mindful and understand that there's so much they do with our taxpayer dollars that if we really knew about it and if we were asked permission, we would never let them do it. So it turns out in 2014, the, the Obama administration in October shut off funding for 21 studies involving gain of function research. The move came as scientists criticized such research for being unacceptably dangerous and followed revelations of safety concerns at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. 
Labs involving the transport, for example, of anthrax and other dangerous pathogens. The pause was targeted on research into influenza, such as MERS and SARS. So the National Institute for the Health decided that they were going to just put a pause on this gain-of-function studies. So gain-of-function studies, so let's see what gain-of-function studies is. So I have lots of notes here. So let me see. Sorry for the pause. <laughs> Technical difficulties, please stand by. So certain gain-of-function studies with potential to enhance the pathogen pathogenicity or transmittability of potential pandemic pathogens has raised biosafety and biosecurity concerns. So this was research that was on using on these viruses, okay, that are extremely dangerous and noodling around with them, making some alterations to them, these studies. Uh, and by the way, this doesn't just go on here in the United States of America and China, but it goes on all over the world. So that's funded by taxpayer dollars. So all of that dangerous research, for what reasons we don't know, noodling around with these viruses. I don't know why they mess around with these things. Well, it's under the guise. Okay, let me keep going. These things, if they get out, it's over it like. Right. It's under, well, that's where they stop the funding. The risks associated it with they it. They should so the have White not House, stopped the funding and destroyed everything. Well, they stopped the funding. No, and they stopped the research. It was done. They were not doing it here anymore. But fast forward in 2017, new administration comes in, oh, and they God. decided that they were going to ramp up that funding again. Okay, so they got rid of the pandemic. Think about it. They got rid of the pandemic department in the government. They got rid of them. But they ramped up the study of this gain-of-function pathogen, highly dangerous research. No pandemic czar, no staff, but let's play around with stuff that's really dangerous that the last administration said, you know what, this is hot stuff, let's not do this anymore. Because it's only for one reason, folks, bioweapons. Can't be for any other reason to play around with this stuff. So, okay, so there's that. So we started doing the research. We didn't do anything about making sure it didn't hurt us because we got rid of those people, but we made sure that we had funding to continue to mess around with things that are dynamite. It's basically dynamite. Okay, so now we have Wuhan. So the other day, the Washington Post, maybe two days ago, had a story, okay, and this is in the mainstream media, so I was surprised, that there were inspections or visits to the um, bio um, biochemical uh, lab that is a level four, which is the highest level that you can have in Wuhan, okay, the place where the virus supposedly started in a wet market. Well, it turns out that the wet market had no bats. No bats. They weren't selling bats in the wet market ever. Uh, and when they went to Wuhan to do this, these uh, site visits, they found that the staff was very, I won't say poorly trained. They weren't uh, up to the level of what they should have been 
working in that kind of environment. They also felt that the um, regulations or, or how they were handling the materials was not acceptable and was dangerous. And I could use the word sloppy. Okay, that's not the word they would have used, but so they were extremely concerned. <coughs> so there were cables back and forth, cables and emails and discussions on all levels of government about this. They made another trip. Same problem, very concerned, very nervous about this. You know, something could escape, maybe by accident. An accident could happen, something could happen. So everyone knew about this, okay? Trump administration knew about this. All the officials knew about this, okay? But nobody did anything about it. Nothing, zero, nothing. The media doesn't do anything about it. The Trump administration didn't do Actually, Trump was tweeting about how great the Chinese were after the fact handling the virus, right? Uh The same Chinese government that um, censored the people in China after a certain amount of time not to talk about the, 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 the discoveries and the information regarding the virus. That's what we can't find out like the the timeline before it got here. We can't find anything about their uh, victims of the virus, which is really a problem for us to try to fight the virus. There was a movie back in 1983, (laughs) Near the Dragon, with Mickey Rourke. He was a cop taken on the Chinese mafia. And in the movie, he said to the Chinese reporter, you effing people, you keep everything a secret. Well, that's a communist government there. So... There was a big effort to, first of all, they cleaned up the market immediately. After they said it came from the market, they cleaned it immediately. Yeah, they cleaned up the fact that there were no bats there. There were none. The other thing is, is that the early, the first patient zero was not at the market, nor were 14 of about 50 of the first victims. So you can't say it came from the market if a good sample of your people that, that got it and there were victims of it, had nothing to do with the market, including the first person. And there were no bats there anyway. So how could it have come from the market? But the virus definitely comes from bats. The other thing is they were doing, um, for a long time, I think since 2003, their virologist who is, I think she's like the most revered um, in China, her name is Shi Zhengli. And she has papers about her experiments with these viruses, with I this like virus. To, yeah, I mean, I'd like to experiment on her. Yeah, well, she's been published all over the world. I mean, she's published in all the medical journals. Everybody knows about what she's been doing. And what has she been doing? She has been creating synthetic viruses from these viruses. Why would you do something like that? She also added, and this is in all the papers, is these are published papers in medical journals for everyone to see she added something called the s protein to the virus and it's at the very end if you ever see pictures of this virus there's like these little um like almost like arrows at the end and this s protein was put there and that s protein is the thing that goes into our cells and destroys us so the immune system can do nothing it goes right into the cells that was put there wasn't there before so it can't, couldn't have just like came from a bat and that would be there. It doesn't work like that. So everyone knew what she was doing. All these the gain of function um, uh, experiments that she was doing and, and research that she was doing, creating these synthetic viruses, 
was published and known. And people were getting very, very nervous. There was like different doctors from France, uh, a guy named Simon Wayne Hobson. If you Google his name, there's going to be disclaimer there that there is no proof that this didn't come from the wet market. How can they say that? All you need to do is start doing a Google search. Lancet is like one of the most revered medical journals with papers in the world. There's another um, one called nature.com. She's published all over the place. This is what she was doing. Wuhan, the city where the, the virus was, is where that lab is. And they have like 50 labs like this. Imagine. And the Washington Post reported that the State Department said the place was very shoddy. They're concerned. Everybody was concerned. We stopped doing this research, right? When the Obama administration stopped doing it because this is dangerous. So here we go. All over the world, we're funding this kind of research, playing around with these viruses, making them worse than they already are. And then we wonder why the genie came out of the bottle. Who knows if it was done on purpose? There's many theories because nobody knows. Is it, was it a bioweapon? Did they mean to do it? Did it fall into the wrong hands? Did maybe somebody in the in the in the uh, the lab decided they were going to sell it to someone, and it was like you know a, a a horror movie, and it got into the wrong hands and fell somewhere? Who knows? Um, or maybe it just escaped. It was like handled poorly in the lab, and here we are all locked in our houses. But to say that it came from a wet market is disingenuous and a lie because it didn't. That's not where it came from. Um, and again, the mainstream media is not telling you this because, of course, they benefit from China. China is where everything's coming from. Every time we go to Amazon and we order something, most likely um, whatever we ordered probably came from China, which is and ironic. So the communist regime has covered all this up. The mainstream media and... Um, the mainstream media and the corporate elite are not going to point the finger at China because China is, you know, they're the money people. They loan us money. Um, we're indebted to them. They make everything that we buy. Uh, it's not going to happen. Trump's not going to do it either because he's involved in his little trade war. you know war. why all these flag-waving businessmen in corporate America and all this, you know why they sold out their own people? Because American workers made things too good and they don't make any money. So they went and they put their products in China where they made very cheaply, where now you have to buy everything every 15 minutes. So that's the deal when it comes from where the virus come from, uh, where did it start? Why would they do this? Well, who, who benefits from this? Well, if it was an accident, no, I mean, there was no, but the benefit is if they come up with a vaccine and the vaccines are mostly made there in China, they're going to make money. Did they do it on purpose to produce the vaccine? Maybe the vaccines already, they have it and they won't tell us. So all of a sudden they'll come out with the vaccine and who's going to need the vaccine? The entire planet, because everybody's going to need it. I, I, have no, I don't know what their goal was or their end game. But all I know is the only reason you would be making this is to hurt yeah, other people for, that, a, for gain. Shareholders are going to make a fortune on this. Well, that's true. And this is why we're not getting universal health care because all these rich pricks invest in medical stuff 
and they make a fortune. Well, pharmaceuticals, they Universal health care, they wouldn't make anything. Their portfolios would have a big hole blown in them. So we are definitely in a for, in for a very long and tough haul. Um, we keep having more deaths. And it's, you know, it's funny. Tony said to me the other night, he said, you know, I think there's a lot of people that are like not going to the hospital. Because we know, we heard reports here in Queens that people don't want to go to the hospital for any reason because they don't want to get the virus in the hospital, like for other medical reasons. And then there were other people that are sick in their home, but they're afraid to go to the hospital because we see on TV that most people don't walk out of the hospital. Or they just don't have the insurance. They, don't have, they might not have insurance or money. They could be undocumented, so they're afraid they're going to get picked up by ICE when so they're there. So these numbers are not accurate. Well, so all of a sudden, the numbers went up. Like, we had, like, a, an increase in the numbers. And it was because people that died at home. Now, they're, they're going to have to separate some of those numbers because as they are autopsying people because some people don't know they have the virus because you can't get tested. It's even here. You would think here we would get tested easily because we have so many cases and so many people dying, but you still can't get tested easily. So, and if somebody's isolated by themselves and they can't get anywhere and they can't even get out of bed, I don't think they're getting tested. Yeah, people Trump, can't even move. And Trump, oh, I've been tested twice. Well, because he's has been tested twice. He's a president. All that's of a sudden, why. yeah, they find the test for you, but not for anybody well, else. Well, because he's the president, Tony. That's why he gets tested. Um, and considering the fact that they can get a big throat swab out of him because he never keeps his big trap. No, it goes to begin up with. your nose, actually. Ugh, that yucky thing they put up your nose. So now we have this new thing about essential workers. So uh, this has been bothering me, and, and I feel bad because here I am. I'm home. Tony is home. We can be safe, you know. But there's all these people that they call them essential workers and they had to go to work. And these are the people that are usually the people that make the least amount of money, lack health insurance, have multiple jobs. Many times they're people that are uh, minorities, sometimes not. Um, and they're kind of like the disposable people. You know, they're expendable. Like, okay, they have to go to work because we need to eat. Now, yes, we do need to eat. But it is awful to think about that some people are just, you know, they had to keep getting exposed and people are dying that work in the stores that deliver the food, you know, that are delivering everything. I mean, all day long we have, you know, the trucks coming up here delivering something to somebody, um, you know, and there's definitely, um, there has been a backlash by those employees because they were not treated right. They weren't giving protected gear. Uh, you know, there need to be new OSHA laws now that we have this problem. Uh, Trader Joe's employees, McDonald's employees, Amazon employees um, doing walkouts or protests, Instacart. I mean, I'm sure I've forgotten some, but these are people that we sort of took for granted, not on purpose, but we don't really, we don't pay attention. We say, oh, you know, that job, that's for somebody else. But, you know, when you need food, you're really glad that person's there because if they're not at the store, you're not getting food. So, and they're the lowest waged people. And the people that don't have unions and they don't have health insurance, they're the invisible workers. So I think we, this was like a big moment for this country. And I hope it's an opening for unions. I hope that, that these workers realize that they need unions badly and all employees need unions uh, badly. Also, Walmart, I think, had some pushback. And now they're all like patting themselves on the back because they gave them masks. 
Oh, Big did you deal. See the Walmart commercial. Yeah, it's sickening. smiling. Yeah, it was really sickening. Don McMillan, you can kiss me on the boop. Very sickening. That commercial made me want to just be nauseous. But um, so yeah, I, mean, I just who the hell do they think they're kidding? Nobody. I don't think they think that. I don't know. Think anybody's. I don't think anyone is fooled by those commercials. Like people that shop at Walmart will always shop at Walmart. But people that don't like Walmart. And don't like Amazon, like it kills me to order from Amazon right now because I'm forced to. And by the way, Jeff Bezos, he's worth even more now. And his stock, all, he, he just, his, his, the money just went through the roof because everybody's ordering from him. I can't believe how much I'm ordering. And you, but everybody knows how we are not, uh, we are not pro Jeff Bezos. But we're just like everyone else. He is a monopoly. This is exactly what we did not want to happen. And when this is over, he's going to be even more of a monopoly. I have a story about that. that I'll so later sad. On. So yeah, we're almost. I'm. I'm almost uh, finished with my and stuff. She's out of time and out of steam. I'm out of steam. So I just wanted people to realize that you know, please be mindful when you listen to news. I would recommend also for health. Um, so you like boost your immune system and you know take extra care to start listening to Gary Null. We started listening to him again. He's really good um, because you really should be like boosting your immune system, taking vitamins, obviously, uh, and trying to exercise. And the other thing is really helpful, I will tell you, is meditation. And if anyone wants to go to Facebook and friend me, Dorian D. Leonardo, I will send you YouTube clips for meditation. And I know a wonderful person that does uh, Reiki and meditation even... Um, through Zoom or YouTube, really helpful. You need to you need to bring your stress levels down. I know that's hard because this is a very stressful time, but we do it very often, Tony and I, at least twice a day, maybe more. And um, it's, it's really helpful, I think. So with that, I am going to pass it over to Mr. D. Leonardo, my quarantine mate. Oh, God, please get me out of here. Oh, stop. I feel like that little man fly in the web at the end of the fly. Help me. You're so funny. All right, this is out of Newsweek. 2019, the United States, I have a, I have a grid here. The United States spent $35 billion on nuclear weapons, as if we don't have enough already. Right, but we have no money for anything else. They should have a treaty that only the superpowers are allowed one nuclear weapon only to be used if some asteroid is hurtling toward us. Why do we need any? Just like this, these the, these labs with all these yeah, dangerous materials. Like all of this is not good for us, not good for anyone. Now, in that one year, the United States could have funded 300,000 ICU beds, 35,000 ventilators, 75,000 doctors. Wow. France spent only $4.9 million on nuclear weapons. That would equate to 100,000 ICU beds, 10,000 ventilators, 10,000 doctors, and 20,000 French nurses. Oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? And then we have the United Kingdom, which spent $8.7 billion. And considering the fact Boris Johnson's hair looks like a nuclear cloud to begin with. Yeah, his hair is crazy. 
It's crazy his him hair. Him and Gary Busey for brothers from another mother. I don't know. He just has the weirdest hair. Like his hair is like when I wake up hair all the time. Like it's like he forgot he he came out of the sixties. No, I feel like he just like rolls out of bed and like that's it. That's his hair. Okay, one hundred thousand ICU beds, thirty thousand ventilators, fifty thousand nurses, and forty thousand doctors, and they're spending it on nuclear weapons. We have so many to begin with. Yeah, we can't get rid of them. And they leak. They leak like an old car. All right, this is out of Salon Magazine. Trump's cult of personality crazies. Cult conspiracy <laughs> crazies, actually. I'm sorry. Excuse Dr. Me. Fauci now needs a security detail because he's getting death threats. Stop it. Dr. Fauci, the little short guy? He's so short, if somebody ever took a shot at him, they'd probably miss him. The bullet would go right over him. Oh, for goodness sake. Why are they bothering him? Get a load of this nut. This Southern California freight train operator, Eduardo Moreno, mm -hmm. derailed a train near the USNS, USNS Mercy, a Navy medical ship, and he claimed that he had to. People don't know what's going on here. Oh, God. And he does? <laughs> oh, jeez. These people are... You're going to have this. You're going to have this now. You're going to have Florida. the Alex Jones crowd. Ron DeSantis dragged his feet on the shelter-in-place order, okay? Reverend Rodney Howard Brown, the Tampa Bay pastor, they had to issue a warrant for his arrest because of these... Uh, oh, because he was gatherings. having church gatherings, yeah. Okay, then we have another nut, Chanel Rion of One American News. Don't even get me started about these. Yeah, they're worse than Fox now. And they're getting as big. Yeah, they are big. Yep. Violated a social distancing rules in the White House briefing room. Yeah, they have signs and everything if you watch. I guess she was so used to taking lap naps at OAN. Uh, so what know, happened? She forgot. They had a, you know. Straighten her out. Warnings. Hobby Lobby finally closed. Yeah, like the who pastor, needed to do crafting? The pastor in in Louisiana who went, you know, oh, it's a hoax, it's a this, it's a that. He went to Mardi Gras. He died of the virus. The same thing with this Virginia pastor. That's going to happen with a lot of people. Man, One thing I know, it's not fake, okay? Whatever. Now you have a bunch of nuts it's outside not of the governor's mansion in Lansing, Michigan with the flag. Oh, they're protesting. The Trump, yes. They all look like those bikers that attacked the mall in, in Dawn of the Dead and then got ripped apart by the zombies. Well, remember I told you that. We were walking and I said, wait till the civil liberties people start. Yeah. Right? The people that are like, oh, it's my right. I can okay. be able to open my store. I can be able to go wherever I want. Or blah, blah, blah. All well, this he, stuff. She's not saying you can't go anywhere. Just protect yourself and other people. Well, she has a set of rules just like we have. They don't want to follow it. Then they're going to get sick. You know, Godfather author Mario Puzo, his follow-up novel, you know what it was called? Fools Die. die. <laughs> well, Mario, take a look down from heaven. Look at Lansing, Michigan. Yeah. At the well, it's not so, just there. And, you're gonna, and they're going to be all, you know. I'm sure there's plenty of other people that, you know, we live not far from the highway, and I see more cars. I don't see a lot, but I see cars. Like right now, it's late. What are these people doing out now? Where are you going? Stay at home. <laughs> All right. Jim Cramer, Mad Money, MS.com. That's a guy that's wrong about everything, by yeah, the way. Well, this time he everything. might be right. He goes, really? it looks like that's something that the government that can't afford to have happen, he said. Three people are going to 
control commerce in this country. Walmart, Costco, and Amazon. Oh, he might be right about that. Even a clock that's broken. Okay, now that's right twice a day. The hat trick he's warning. About. Yeah, he's he's probably Walmart right about that. Hired one hundred fifty thousand workers. Costco, they said they've been so busy it was like a Christmas rush. And Amazon warehouse and delivery. Gee, Daddy Warbucks Bezos gave his pit workers an extra two dollars an hour. Oh God, big deal. Isn't that sad? Two dollars an hour. Yep. And he doesn't give them. He gives them nothing but their money. Not like they're going to get health insurance. Okay, this is out of the Guardian, out of the UK. The 007 gun collection was stole in Enfield, North London. A collector had these guns. I mean, he stole them. And somebody brought. How much you want to bet when they said Boris Johnson was on ICU, he actually pulled this robbery off? It was Who did? O- it was an o- Boris Johnson. It was an okie doke. He's probably a James Bond fan. Oh, you're guns. thinking he stole them. Yeah. Stop. So sue me, Boris. You're funny. All right. Now, uh, the pistols that were stolen, two of them were from Die From Another Day, the Tomcat and the Beretta Cheetah, from A View to a Kill, the Walther PPK, and from To Live and Let Die, the Chrome Magnum. These guns. Now, I, don't, I have never seen Die Another Day because it was Pierce Brosnan. I don't like Roger Moore as Bond, so I never saw a view to a kill, and I never saw Living Let Die. I think I might have seen them, but they all mesh together for me. Like I just don't remember one well, from like another. Craig Ferguson said they should not make another. Sean Connery is the only Bond. He's That's a big, true. A big hairy man. Yes. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> I would have to agree with you on that one. Okay, and one more item: Hollywood, the land of reboots. Well, guess what's coming toward us again. I don't know. What do I have to look they forward to? They want to reboot The Predator again. No. Stop. I didn't see the last one. Because I'm Dis- done. Disney bought Fox. Fox had the rights. And they're like, okay, let's get another Predator They're again. really lazy, these people. Robert Rodriguez is going to direct it. And they want Quentin Tarantino to write the script. It's so not a good time for The Predator. I could just see two Predators sitting there, like in a diner or in a car. In quarantine? No, in quarantine, having one of these mindless half an hour dialogues at Tank oh, oh. his movies, but in an alien language. Oh, Jesus, Tony. With, Don't give him ideas. With subtitles. Don't give him ideas. That's sad. Well, that's really not a good movie for now, but no one's going to watch it anyway. No one's going to watch it. You need to watch funny stuff. Funny stuff is what we need to listen to. Stand-up, comedy, things that are light, nothing dark, because it's going to really be hard on people's moods. I know here in this state we have access to uh, therapy and mental health if we want for free. I DVR'd a couple of Monty Pythons off. uh, Okay, that's good. It was um, Life of Brian, which I've never seen. But the Holy Grail I've seen, but I want to watch it again. I don't remember any of it, so I'll watch it again. Because Too those long. guys are insane. You never know what they're going to No, they are crazy, and they are funny. Actually, the SNL last week was very funny. They're at home with SNL. It was funnier than the regular SNL. Maybe they should keep doing it just like that. It was definitely funnier. Maybe they did their own skits themselves, and that's why they were funny. Like, they each did their own part. I don't know. I got definitely got a kick out of it. So... I think that we just have to try our best to get through this. Try to be positive. 
take good care of your health, take care of your immune system, try to rest. I'm telling you, meditation helps a lot. And, you know, be patient with your loved ones at home. It's not easy to be at home and, you know, not being able to go to work and stuff like that. And maybe it's try some baking. If you're not a person that cooks often, usually, well, maybe get some therapy out of that. Like take a master class and like trying to think of all the things people can do. And I wanted to bring this up. My wife didn't want me to, but, you know, break out the soap, people. Have I told you about my theory, the soapy sex? Oh my God! Here we go! Here we go! Brace for impact! Here Brace we go! For impact. Get in the shower with your loved one. You're stressed out and you're afraid to actually, uh, you know, penetrate. You think you might get the COVID well, from the person you're living with? You might already have it. You probably do. You know, you soap her up and she soaps you up, and uh, you know. Oh my Lord! Help me. <laughs> You know, just picture, you know, like... Yeah. He's out of control. Like, it, we've been clocked up too long. You know, like that scene in uh, in um, Cool Hand Luke when that girl, Ma Lucille, was soaping up the car and she was driving the convicts crazy. I have no idea. I don't remember any of this stuff. I see these movies and I just forget them. You Tony remembers remember everything. Ma Lucille? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't, Tony. I do declare I do not. But we're now we're talking like Foghorn Leghorn or um, what's his name? Lindsey Graham. Put it this way, people. Just get some body wash and rub it out for each other. Whatever. So listen, shout out to Franco. If you're listening, we're glad that you're feeling better. We're going to give you a call and, and talk to you. But we're glad that you're out of the hospital and you're on the mend. And um, just, re- I'll just remember to put my mask on when I'm talking. Oh, you're so funny on the phone. <laughs> um. Everybody keep safe, be well, and we'll be with you next time. See ya.